welcome to episode 81 of the Adelian Rising podcast, where your hosts, Saren, Lynn, and Adam. In today's episode, we discuss Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Episode 10, Stolen. Um, there was a lot that went on on this episode, guys. Edgelord is back. Are we surprised? <laughs> right, He's let, still let's be alive. Yeah, why? Why? I mean, come on, May. Become a better shot. Come on. <laughs> yeah, she totally, like, missed fired, and it made me very sad. I, I'm, I'm just done with him. I am, too. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really good episode. I just found it a little bit slow, but, I mean, we can we can do the summary and then and then kind of go into what we thought about it. Let's do it. So, uh, yeah, to summarize, Edgelord is back, as we like to call Nathaniel Malik. Uh, he's back and he's recruiting another familiar face, uh, John Garrett. Interestingly, in this episode, he's played by the late Bill Paxton's son, James Paxton. Who, you know, he does a great impression of his father. He really does. <laughs> like, I, I thought it was really good and I genuinely really liked his performance. Um, and it was really great to see John, uh, John Garrett back. So that was great. <laughs> nice little reference way back to season one. But Nathaniel basically offers him some great gifts. Um, and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are also stuck in the 1980s again. The countdown clock on the Zephyr is no longer operational. Uh, maybe backing up your th- uh, theory, Lynn, on the one where Fitz is dead. Although I believe you have a new theory that we're going to discuss in a bit. <laughs> I so do. That's going to be good. <laughs> the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. end up operating from the lighthouse again and uh, are planning an attack. Well, when I say attack, it's just kind of get into afterlife. An infiltration, maybe? instead of Yeah, attack? infiltrating afterlife, attacking afterlife, whichever one. But it's all in the name of returning the timeline back to the one they came from. There's too many dead parents already, uh, which might cause issues. And also siblings being killed might also cause issues. Coulson volunteers for the mission as he's recyclable. 100% recyclable. He's eco-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So Gemma and Deke end up having an uncomfortable conversation discussing the very same theory that Lynn had last week in the uh, in, in episode 79, uh, that maybe Fitz is dead. Uh, Deke doesn't want to hear any of it, though. And uh, But I, I, I kind of wonder, are we being prepared for the potential that they're going to go back to the future and he's dead, maybe? Well, we'll talk later. Gordon and Coulson feel all tingly after teleporting into afterlife. <laughs> Which is a positive thing for Coulson. <laughs> which was the Ooh. weirdest conversation I think I've I've seen on Agents of Shield. They're soon intercepted by Edgelord and his Crowleys, uh, due to them having the time stream. Uh, some great references to the Avengers where Loki is the long haired creepo. Which just made me laugh out loud that bit. I, I loved that. I loved the little yeah. references. Uh, and that was John Garrett who came up with that line. He then gets Gordon's powers, essentially, to be able to teleport. They do some weird transfusion of blood and all other fluids. It's a bit, you know, a bit horrible to watch. But and Nathaniel Malik is uh, doing all of this under the guise of anarchy. And uh, if you know anything about anarchy, this is not anarchy. It's not anarchy if you're in charge. <laughs> exactly. I say, like, that's from Dr. Evil, anarchy, that I run. <laughs> it's just, that's not anarchy. Basically, this transfusion succeeds. John Garrett then has the powers of oh, teleportation. Oh no, Doctor Horrible! Doctor Horrible! I'm sorry. Right. But yeah, this this transfer succeeds, and John Garrett has the powers of teleportation. Thanks, Phil. Um, that was a little, nice little uh, to and fro as well, where Phil's <laughs> like, "Are oh, you teleported?" And John Garrett's like, "Oh, thanks, Phil. That's a good word." Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. So what other uh, word can you use? <laughs> Daisy gets a really good uh, gets to speak to her mother, a kind of a rare opportunity according to Souza. Jaying says some uncomfortable things which uh, ends up upsetting her, uh, Daisy such as trying to do the right thing sometimes comes out all wrong, which explains a lot. Uh, Edgelord and Garrett uh, break back into the lighthouse to the surprise of May. Uh, Coulson and Gordon are stuck inside a cell in Afterlife, Gordon giving basically the last of his life to get Coulson to safety. Mac and Yo-Yo then end up rescuing the uh, last of the Inhumans and taking them to safety. And then comes the big finale fight where everything dramatic happens. I, I mean, other than Jaying having a neck broken and killed... Edgelord just seems to be shot non-lethally by May, kind of less dramatic than I was hoping. But of course, this is kind of setting up the next three episodes, which is which is obviously going to be the finale. Although we soon find out what Malik and Co are really there for, and it's uh, it's Gemma. Garrett snatching her before taking her away to the Zephyr, which they basically commandeer and uh, and take, and they want to be taken to Fitz. Is Fitz alive? That's a good question. <laughs> Let's explore the possibilities. Last episode, we uh, I had the theory that he's dead because of the way she reacted to having yeah. her memories returned. But the Chronicoms seem to think that he's still alive. And there were little comments throughout the episode about, you know, worrying about, you know, Fitz having sacrificed himself. And then there's a little comment they throw in there. Yeah, we really need Fitz's brain right now. <laughs> I yeah. I almost wonder at this point it, when we find him he's still technically alive but but not in very good shape like a brain or a head in a jar. Oh, so so it's like like a future armor episode and they just roll out yeah. his head in the jar. Just roll out. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't and maybe I'm confusing my seasons but he died at the end of one season and then they were trying to find the frozen fits in space. Did they ever? Yeah, they, yeah. They, they found him and. and yeah, they found un, him. Oh, right. Okay. They unfitstickled him. Right, right, right. Okay. And then he had no memory of all the stuff. Right. With right. Gemma from before, and she was traumatized. Right. So I kind of like this theory of a head in a jar, and I kind of really want them to do the Doctor Who thing from the Christmas episode <laughs> that Kylie Minogue was in, where he's got like an entire like 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 vehicle that he sits on. <laughs> it's oh got like, tracks and everything. <laughs> Sorry, that's taking the tone right down. That is, but that would I, be I, I poor thought... Fitz's luck. Oh my goodness! <laughs> At least he'd be able to move about, get like a big, you know. What if we get Hydra Fitz? Well, Hydra Fitz is uh, terrifying. I think the way that the timeline is changing, I think they're kind of. I, I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how they can rectify this. Like <laughs> the entire no, timeline. That, is not just at this point, up. but whenever, whenever we find Fitz, we know he is either dead or in super big trouble the way that Gemma reacts. Right. Yep. He's out there somewhere. And we, we, we've speculated a lot about like the type of time travel that they're using and the kind of like the, the method in which they're, uh, you know, the, the kind of the, the, the theory behind the time travel. So I, I'm now on the firmly on the uh, opinion that they are using the MK end game version of time travel, which is that they can travel into their own pasts, but they can't, like they, the they create and yeah they create an alternate timeline as opposed to a new timeline if that makes sense it's certainly not linear because daisy still exists right yes yeah she didn't just poof wink out of existence <laughs> right and and mac didn't become some evil genius because of uncle deke <laughs> also talking about deke just a really quick one the fact that deke squad 
opened up for Twisted Sister. Oh my god. <laughs> that was that cracked me up. He was like, like John Garrett goes, Hey, this guy opened up for Twisted Sister the other month. I just oh. <laughs> so, ah. so many waves. So many waves. Oh but, Deke. There there was also mention that they need to fix the timeline. Like Corson brought up the fact yeah. they really needed to fix the timeline. That uh, they're not gonna but fix he also the said that Sybil had the time stream, which was I think that blue box. Yeah, so that's the thing that I commented a few episodes ago that it looks like really cheap PVC piping on like a really. It's like a Doctor Who set. <laughs> it's like you got all the cheap stuff, and then you've just got this huge like CGI ship that cost millions of dollars to produce, and then you've just got this little bit of PVC pipe on a on a plinth. It's it's like what. <laughs> Where's the budget gone, guys? Uh, it's going to take the rest of their lives to fix this time stream. <laughs> if they have to go back and fix it. Has anybody even been keeping track of everything they screwed up? At least I'm not worried about on the team. I want somebody on the team with a list. Okay, we told this guy that. Oh my god. Yeah. But, but, remember, but remember what Enoch said before he died last week. That everyone on the team survives, but it's their last mission. Yeah, but in what way do they survive? Because yeah, I mean, but it's like I, I really want, I really want in like the episode where Fitz comes back, if he's not ahead in the jar, just to literally come out with this like <laughs> big long list on a clipboard and just ticking off like <laughs> all <laughs> the mistakes not, that they maybe made. He's not ahead in the jar. Maybe he's like Colson. Maybe he's he's like Colson is. He's a LMD. I mean, that that would be good in itself. I think that would be really cool. But it's just it's it's just so messed up now. How do they how do they get out of this? It's it's three episodes to go. We've got. <laughs> they always do. Like this is how they do it, though. They they get them in such a a pickle, and you're sitting there going, "There's no way they can get out of this in three episodes." But somehow they wind up getting them out of it in three episodes. As as long as it's not rushed, I I will be happy. But yeah, I I just think. They've got John Garrett and Nathaniel Malik have taken the Zephyr, which, by the way, John Garrett is from like you know this was the eighties, so nineteen eighty three. So was he in his twenties, early thirties, something like that? Yeah. And you just think, how can he pilot that thing? <laughs> it's like, it's like getting it's a guy. It's so like... user friendly. <laughs> that's how, that's how just intuitive. <laughs> That and maybe I, the controls aren't too horribly different. I, I don't know. Because I mean, they're way ahead of schedule and technology in 83 in this timeline that they screwed that's up true. so much. That's true. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point, actually. That is a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. And it's, it's, it's weird as well because they do have like um, late 90s computers in there as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that kind of shows the difference in where they were previously, where they are now. Late 90s computers that Sousa is so impressed with. <laughs> yeah. The future is awesome. Also, did you did you catch the little Suzer and Quake thing? Yes. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, he's such a gentleman. He is. Like you you can argue the uh the relationship itself, but he is such a nice guy. Chivalry is not dead, or at least not in the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> I like how Daisy's like she's like you really are a square, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. "I'm sorry." <laughs> It's like a little bit mean, but yes, yes, I am absolutely a square. Uh, I think one of the nicest ones for me, the nicest thing about this episode for me was just all the references back to early days, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Avengers movie. Yes. It was just all so great. Like like you had um, obviously Jia Ying from season two 
uh, Agents of Shield season one, they re- reference the fact that John Garrett died quite a quite a horrible death. Although ironically, I think he mentions that Coulson shoots him with a big space gun, which I think uh, I I couldn't. I need it to was, go back and watch season one, was but it was Fury who did, I think. Yeah, but I think then um, I think that Jack, John Garrett survived that first one, and then uh, and then uh, Coulson came along with the second one. Yeah, and, and it's just a big off. ass gun, and it's the yeah. same gun from the Avengers. Yeah. Yep. Like, it's such nice references. I really enjoyed that. Oh, they but... they are so good about tying in things from previous seasons. It's so great. Although uh, I, I was uh, I was talking to a friend earlier today, and he he mentioned that he saw on his uh, I think it was on maybe on Reddit or something. I can't remember, but he he mentioned that the, uh, Agents of Shield has completely like removed ties to all of the MCU, MCU stuff at this point. And I was like, Oh yeah. Then I, then I was going through them exactly why. And he was like really confused. He was like, well, why would they do that? And I'm like, well, how can they put end game into agents of shield without getting rid of like half the cast? So, <laughs> which is really good. I really, I really like the fact that they've managed to spin off and I, I, I keep saying it over and over again. It's just done. They've done it in such a good way. Yeah. I think the only issue I had with this episode was it felt a little bit fillery, if I can say that? I think it was not necessarily a filler episode. I would actually think last week was a filler episode. Um, and I would say this week is a setup for the finale. I mean, for me, it was kind of like there's a lot of setup done, which could have potentially been done in the last Afterlife episode. Yeah, I, I feel like those stories are pretty, should have been one after the other for one. But um, yeah, I mean, for me, last episode was just like one of the best ones of this season. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't complain about that one, but yeah, I, I don't know. I felt like some of it was filler. Some of it was a bit kind of could have done this a bit earlier, but I'm really looking forward to the next few episodes. Yeah. Well, th- this went up the stakes a little now that Jaying is dead. Yeah. I like, I love watching Daisy get pissed because there was that moment where the whole lighthouse started shaking because Daisy was pissed and May was like, can't have that. <laughs> it just shocked me that, that May missed I think I think Garrett came and got him, and so she really didn't have a choice but to miss because he just kind of disappeared. Yeah, that's true. So I think Garrett came and got him. So that's like she she wouldn't have missed if she had had a second shot. The biggest question is how do the guys get out of this situation? Like they haven't got Zephyr, they haven't got Simmons, they haven't got any sort of type of time travel. How on earth do they get to Gemma in time? They don't even have Deke. Right. No. Well, that's going to be Deke is going to be because I don't even think they were expecting Deke. No, I think that's going to be the key thing. Yeah, Deke is the stowaway. Yeah. Has has the time stream, and she can they can predict within a certain amount. I don't think they were. I don't think she's accounting for Deke because he's completely out of his time too, much like Susa is, and that's going to be what they're not ready for. Yeah, there's going to be like a ninety eight percent chance that something's going to happen, but he's going to be the two percent. Like he's going to be that one in yep. fourteen million timeline, right? And uh, again, if if they do something like that, it'll be a really nice kind of ode to Endgame. I think if they do, you know, it's there's there's so many timelines where this happens, and this happens to be the one where it doesn't. This one has a deke. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only one. <laughs> but as long as he doesn't do a Tony Stark, because I mean, I kind of I kind of think Deke's actually one of the better characters now. <laughs> I really like Deke. He's a really great character, but I kind of hope he doesn't end up sacrificing himself. But equally, I kind of think he might. But they, they you know, it's kind of like you know, we said about Enoch. He said that everyone survives, but the team doesn't. Fingers crossed. You know, it's it's okay. He can lose like an arm or something, but just don't. 
don't kill him off. <laughs> I, I do like the fact that they are doing literally the greatest hits. Yeah. So how many uh, Koenigs are we giving this one? I think for me, probably, I'm going to say 3.5. It wasn't my favorite episode. I think, like you said, it's just set up for the next few episodes. So it's kind of, I don't think it's totally necessary. I think you could get the gist of this episode from the, the you know, the previously on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. bit. Yeah. What about you, Lynn? I'm going to give it an even four. That's what I was also going to give it an even four as well. So I've ruined it again with decimals. Always. <laughs> you do it Nothing ever changes. I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting for next week to figure out what's going on with Fitz and how they're going to, you know, are they just going to, I'm worried about Simmons. Like, are they going to just rip the implant out of her head? Like, what are they going to do? Well, they haven't got Enoch at there anymore, so he's not going to stop him. Nope. Unless, unless Enoch's body survived and because the time drive is no longer operational deke takes the time drive off of the or, or you know the little power supply thing that uh, they put on there last week if they take that off and put it back into enoch it would almost cheapen his death it would absolutely cheapen his death yeah but i mean it would be a uh, yeah i kind of feel like it would mean he's alive again yeah and i know no one stays dead for long but at the same time they had such this beautiful scene last week you can't bring someone back after that no you can't i I know but and you still need to go back and watch the seasons with enoch (laughs) that you haven't seen so there's more enoch in your future it's just a shame there's no there's not you know new seasons of ages of shield in our future (laughs) i know so yeah but i mean i'm i'm gonna go back i'm gonna watch those i'm just waiting for it to come out on blu-ray which just it doesn't seem to be happening at the moment. So, so remember, you can get hold of us. Uh, you can send us a tweet. You can send us a, a, a an email. Uh, our Twitter is at uh, Atalan Rising One, and our email is the show at atalanrising dot com. And uh, yeah, send us your suggestions, comments, your, how you've been enjoying Agents of Shield, you know, comic books, that kind of stuff. But uh, otherwise, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Until then.